We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome inside the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Steven, and I am your host. Coming to you with a very special guest, Mr. Marcus Johnson, who covers the Raiders for SB Nation. Here to do a little Raiders preview. And so, uh, Marcus, thanks for taking the time to join me today. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, how are you doing, man? How are you doing, Steve? Appreciate you guys having me back. Uh, I mean, we talked before the uh, the previous game, the last game of the season, so appreciate you having me back, man. Yeah, we uh happy to have you. Doing well myself. And um, I remember the, the t- conversation we had before the Chargers and Raiders game was a little um, kind of pessimistic on your side. And then, of course, you know, the Raiders ended up winning, unfortunately. Um, you know, my co-host Tyler and I were there at that game. Feel pretty good about the Chargers' chances to get into the playoffs. And then, uh, you know, just uh, couldn't get it done. Couldn't stop the run uh, that specific game. So. Yeah. Ended up going to the playoffs, but it's all good, man. It's all good. It happens every single year. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so obviously a ton has changed. Uh, the AFC West went completely bonkers in this offseason. Um, you know, of course, you know, we had our Broncos friend on last week talking about Russell Wilson. You guys go out and get uh, Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Chandler Jones hasn't been practicing, but you've had a few opportunities to get some eyes on Devontae Adams at this point. A few mm. practices, of course. You know, the Raiders get the Hall of Fame game, so they're a week, a week ahead of schedule from everybody else. What's the what's the buzz around Devontae Adams and his connection with their car and what he's doing for, you know, the other receiving options and, and all that good stuff? Yeah, I think Devontae Adams, I mean, he lives up to the bill. I mean, especially when you see him in person, man. Um, you know, definitely the hardest worker there. You know, he's going hard every single route and i think the connection with him and car you can already see it man they're already talking communicating on the sidelines talk about routes they want to run and they had some really good passes especially on saturday when there was more competition with the cornerbacks i thought they had um they had some really good connections there and you know you can see the chemistry already and you know Derek Carr's able to know where he's at and get the ball out quick to him so you, you kind of see how you know they've been working out together for seven years and they already have that little bit of that chemistry already like he knows where he wants to put the ball on fades. He knows where he or Devontae Adams wants that football when he's, you know, running a dig route. So I think they already have, they already have that kind of understanding there already. And I think it's going to be a big impact, um, especially for Carr and, you know, the whole offense, in my opinion, because I think it's going to push in other guys. And you're seeing, you know, um, a former Chargers player like, um, like Tyron Johnson 
he, he looks really, really good out there. And uh, you can see that he maybe, you know, Devontae Adams is pushing him. So, you know, it's, it's, it, he has a big impact on the whole team. And I, I'm really excited about his outlook for the season. Uh, our uh, audience is not going to be very happy to hear that uh, specific little conversation. Uh, a lot of people were very upset when the Chargers uh, cut him, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So I'm, yeah, I, I, I am glad that you brought Tyron up because I think, you know, there are a lot of outside question marks about, you know, obviously you have Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. That's as good of a trio as you can have in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, and there's always this this conversation around the NFL of like, okay, well, what's your depth situation like? Chargers are very high on Josh Palmer, for example. Is there mm-hmm. anybody other than Tyron Johnson uh, in that receiving group that has kind of stood out to you uh, that Raiders fans, players, coaches are kind of buzzing about right now? I know that the coaches, they really like Matt Collins. Um, they're really big on him. He's getting a lot of run. Him and Johnson are really kind of getting the, the run with the, the first team. So the first team, of course, is like Waller, Renfro, and Adams. But then you have the other wide receivers kind of mixing in with Hollins and Johnson right now. So Hollins is the other guy. I mean, he's a special teams guy, too. So he's, you know, he's already basically got a spot on the team. They're kind of trying to see what he can do in the red zone. Um, you know, my, my problem always with Hollins was hands. He had like a 17%. Uh, drop rate on PFF only had like 40 targets. Right. So that tells you, uh, you know, so that's what I'm I'm worried about with him. Like he gets on the field, he's going to be the catch the football. So, you know, Demarcus Robinson's out there. Keenan Cole uh, is out there as well. Um, Those are two guys that, you know, they're veteran players, but they really didn't do too much. I think Cole is a little bit better than Robinson, in my opinion, at this, at this point in time. So, it, I mean, they have a little bit of depth at wide receiver, in my opinion, if they keep some of those guys. I mean, Keenan Cole is a good depth piece. If you have Keenan Cole as your yeah. wide receiver, that's a pretty good depth piece. So I think they're, they're, they're pretty set there, and it's going to be a competition. Like, you know, somebody that's pretty decent, like Demarcus Robinson, might end up getting cut. So, Yeah, that's obviously, you know, that's that's the thing about depth, right? You know, somebody always ends up getting cut, and uh, you have to kind of just uh, weather the storm there. So I, I think when it comes to the offense and a lot of people – and their concern is obviously focused on the offensive line. Um, of course, Denzel Good, Richie Incognito, both retiring this offseason. How are you guys feeling about that situation? I know right tackle is a concern for everybody in this division, frankly, everybody around the league. Yeah. Um, update us on Alex Leatherwood, on uh, Dylan Parham, and how, how that unit's kind of coming together right now. Yeah, I think the, the left side is pretty locked in. You got um... – Colton Miller, uh, John Simpson, and Andre James. I think Andre James kind of has – he's kind of – in camp, he looks pretty good. I, he looked really good in the one-on-ones in pass protection. So, I, you know, I wasn't a fan of Andre James getting the job last year, but he's continued to grow. And if my problem with all this with him is he's not really a center, so he doesn't do the checks really well, and his snaps was really slow. It was allowing long defense ends to kind of just get off, especially when you have like Leatherwood over there. As long as guys just get off the line and his, his snaps weren't getting there fast enough. So if they're working on that and those things are getting faster, then, you know, he's a good pass protector. And I know that, but it's more about playing center. Is he a center? You know, there's more playing center than just yeah. pass protection, you know, right. is way more to it. That was always my problem with him. But if he's getting better there, they, they must like him there. It's the right side is the problem over here. So we got, Lester Cotton, I don't, I don't, Lester Cotton's never played, but they really like him and he's really taking a step, but he's like, he's got the right guard position, but then Parham's, uh, he's kind of filling in behind him right, right now, still with the first team, it's kind of like a rotation. And then they got Leatherwood versus Brandon Parker, 
which, you know, I still think Leatherwood's going to win that job after watching it on Sunday with pads. I thought Leatherwood looked a lot better than Brandon Parker. Brandon Parker looks like Brandon Parker still. I think Leatherwood <laughs> looks like he's getting better. You know what I mean? Like Brandon Parker, he's still getting beat the same way. You know, it's, it's the fifth year, man. Like, yeah, he, I don't know what, what you expect to see. So I still think Leatherwood's going to win that job and he's going to be the right tackle. It's going to be interesting whether Parham beats out Cotton too, because I don't know if that's solidified as well. And I think Parham, he looked really good in one-on-ones too. Um, you know, Neil Farrell is somebody that, you know, that a lot of people like from the senior bowl that's with the Raiders right now. And he was stuffing him. So in Parham, he's a little, he's a smaller guy, right? So it kind of shows his talent that he has. So I really kind of expect him to maybe step in there and probably the final, the final line that I would predict would be Miller, Simpson, James, Parham, and then Leatherwood, which I don't know. And Leatherwood, I don't know I'm excited about, but (laughs) hey, quarterbacks, he's right-handed. You can see that. You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't huge on Leatherwood coming out of Alabama. I yeah. think there was a lot to work with in terms of his physical tools, but just the inconsistencies. I think the worst thing you could have done with Leatherwood is, frankly, what they did, where you are you throw him out to right tackle, he kind of struggles out the gate, and you're like, okay, well, learn a brand new position five weeks into the season. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm hoping that they kind of just write the course with Leatherwood essentially kind of viewing him as, you know, Colton Miller 2.0, if you will, where you're just like, okay, we're just going to deal with the growing pains mm-hmm. and just bet on this guy's physical tools. Yeah. I, I feel the same way, man. Because just watching him at, at camp, you could tell he's way more talented than Brandon Parker. You could tell he's the, the, the talented right tackle and you can see that his movement, his skills, his power. And it, it's, it's more about technique with him. And he's been working on that. He looked like he, he was better shooting his hands. So um, yeah, I think the growth is there with him. And to me, like Brandon Parker is in his fifth year, fifth, sixth year. I mean, we know yeah. who he is. Right. Yeah. It feels like a very similar conversation uh, to a few positions that the Chargers are going through right now, but uh, that's the conversation for another time. I want to shift gears and talk about the defense for a second. Yeah. You mentioned Chandler Jones uh, earlier in the show. I'm curious to get your thoughts here because I mean, Chandler, obviously one of the best pass rushers of the last few seasons, one of the more underrated pass rushers. If you look at last season, though, like a lot of his production was in that very first game against the Tennessee Titans. So mm-hmm. how are you feeling about his transition to Vegas is kind of that back half of the season of Chandler Jones, who is going to be what we see in you know silver and black, kind of not the same player. Or is do you think there's going to be kind of a, a revival tour this year for Chandler Jones? Yeah, I'm not expecting Chandler Jones to go out there and get 15 sacks. Um, I, I, I expect him to be more the secondary guy to Max Crosby. I think that's kind of how they look at it, too. I think Max Crosby is the, the, the star of the defensive line. And then you have a guy like Chandler Jones. You know, like, you know, some of these guys, when they get to that age, right, I mean, they get later on in the season and they just become more savvy and they start getting sacks. You know, I know Chandler Jones got all of his in, at the beginning of the season last year, but you can still yeah. see that he had he has a talent. He was still winning a lot. You know, he was still getting some pressures, you know, some of the games that I watched, and he, he was still playing the run pretty well. So, you know, you can tell he's still a sound player. He's still a good player. He might not be the great player that he was, but he's still a good complimentary player to the guy that, you know, I believe is going to have a, a even more breakout season than he did the year before. So I think he, he compliments Max Crosby well. And I think he compliments, compliments him better than unique Ngakwe did because I think Ngakwe kind of fell off at the end of the year. And, you know, if you, he's got really lazy, he wasn't the same player at the end of the year. So uh, <laughs> as, as he tends to do, as he tends to do, right? right. Uh, he gets all 10 sacks in the first six weeks. But uh, 
when he when he started to fade off, you you know, Chandler Jones, that's not gonna happen with Chandler Jones. You know, he's not gonna fade off at the end of the year. And, you know, I think Malcolm Coons behind him. He's gonna help Malcolm Coons get better too as well. So um I, I, I think it's more about that. And I'm not expecting him to come out there and just get twenty sacks. That'd be crazy. But hey, I mean if he gets ten, I think that'd be great. Yeah, very similar, very similar to how I feel about Cleo Mack with the Chargers and, and yeah. I know Twitter was buzzing today after he uh, he put Rashawn Slater in a in a bit of a tough position today, yeah. but um, I, I think ultimately Khalil and Chandler end up being, you know, they'll they'll have glimpses of their former selves, but ultimately it's it's you know kind of their the twilight of their careers and yeah, um, you know Max and Joey are kind of of, of course going to be the stars on their respective teams. So, um, you know, I think similar to the right tackle position, not a whole lot of surefire answers at the linebacker position in this in this division obviously mm. you know uh the raiders have denzel perryman who unfortunately finally put together a healthy season when he was with the raiders was never able to do that with the chargers yeah um is there any talk of uh contract extension going on for denzel perryman or where do you think the team views him in this new scheme as they transition from gus bradley obviously he was with denzel forever to Patrick Graham now, who uh, runs a very different scheme. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, how much they, they spoke highly of him because he's really undersized for the scheme as a linebacker. I mean, he's 5'11", 240. They like the big linebackers, you know, the Dante Hightowers, you know, the big dudes, the Reggie Raglins that can come up and, you know, bump people. And, you know, and he, he can do that, but for somebody his size, is he going to get hurt? You know, things like that if he plays that type of linebacker. But they, they love him over there. So, I mean... I don't know if he's going to get a contract right now, but I think if he plays really well this year, he'll definitely get some uh, a re-up or something like that. I, they, they're really high on him, his leadership and all that stuff and how he's getting people ready. So they're really high on Perryman uh, from that aspect. But, you know, just from a football aspect, I wonder how well he's going to be able to play, how Patrick Graham wants his linebackers because just how small he is. And he's not Dante Hightower, the big guy who can come up yeah. with bump, you know, bump guys, you know. Um, so if they ask him to do that, does he get hurt? You know, who's the depth behind that? And, you know, to, to be honest, they don't have a linebacker that fits that right now. So if they expect him to play that role, that's going to be the interesting part. I think he can do it. It's To me, it's more about him being healthy. Is he be healthy the whole year? Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like at the end of the season, Divine Diablo was kind of uh, the Raiders' second linebacker, at least in passing down situations. He was playing a yeah. ton. Uh, is he moving more towards back to safety like he did in college, or is he staying in linebacker with uh, Denzel? Uh, he's saying that linebacker, um, he's been out there the whole time. He went practice. It was just basically Denzel and uh, Divine Diablo were the two linebackers out there. And, you know, he looks, he looks really good. Uh, you know, to me, the interesting part with him is that he played solid at linebacker. He never played linebacker before. And I thought when he came in, he really helped the run game. Uh, he had a really good game against the Bengals in the playoffs. I thought he played really well there. Um, and, you know, he was out there, you know, guarding up Kenyon Drake and knocking down passes in, in the um, in the one-on-one drills that they were having with, you know, going up against running back. So I'm really excited about him. Um, he's definitely a worker and a leader. And I think it's somebody that's going to uh, – you know, maybe take the next step. And, and I think this, cause the, the defense is really young. Um, I mean, that's kind of the, the, the issue with it is how young they are and if they can gel really quickly. But I, I think uh, divine Diablo, he has a really chance to, to be a good, great player in my opinion. Yeah. I really liked him as the, as kind of that uh dime back or safety hybrid that is of course all the rage right now. Uh, yeah. We'll wrap this uh, position, position uh, discussion up with the secondary. Okay. Obviously, going from Rock from Casey Hayward to Rock Yasin is kind of the the cornerback one. 
Mm -hmm. um, Anthony Averett as well. How are you feeling about that cornerback depth? And again, in a scheme change, it could not be more drastically different than, uh, hey, Gus, what are we doing? Cover three. All right. (laughs) Gus, what are we doing? Cover three. All right. So uh, how is this cornerback group gelling and and adjusting to the, the new diverse scheme from Patrick Graham? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, before I went to practice on Saturday, it was probably one of the most positions I was worried about. You know, you know, Rock is in, even if you you liked him coming out of college, I mean, he really hasn't done too much in the NFL. Uh, you know, Trayvon Mullins, he's doing some injury problems, and, you know, he was injured last year, um, and, and he even dealt with some injuries the year before. So, you know, he has some injury issues that he's dealing with. And, you know, Anthony Avery is a little bit of unknown. He had some good moments last year. But, you know, when I when I went to camp, um, I thought they competed really well and they, they looked a lot better than I expected. So uh, my outlook on them is a little bit different. You know, it's, it's still it's still a question mark um, because they're all really young guys. And, we, you know, we don't know exactly what they're going to do in the scheme yet. But, you know, it's going to be way different than, you know, anything they ran before. But, you know, I, they're, they're, they're pressed man guys. So, like, are they going to be playing more press man? You know, things like that. You know, when I when I was watching camp, they did play a lot of press and you know, Rocky Sin was holding his own against Devontae Adams. Um, and, you know, Nate Hobbs is somebody that's really, you know, caught my eye too, and they're playing him inside and outside. So um, that's going to be interesting to see where how he develops. So, you know, I was ner- more nervous going into watching him in training camp live than I was when I left. But, you know, we'll see. You know, the game, the game still has to start. We'll see how that goes. Um, so it still is a question mark, but I feel a little bit more optimistic about them. Um, you know, the safety position too, you know, I thought Tra- Trevor Morris could be a stud, but you know, where they, where are they going to play Abram, things like that. Can they play him in too high? And those type of questions, um, you know, but so it, it's, it's, it's a question mark. I'm not going to say that I, I'm fully sold on it, but I'm yeah. more excited about him than I was before I went to go watch him live. So. Well, I think the good news is there is that obviously if you're a Raiders fan, the return, the early returns have been more positive than, uh, what we're hearing out of Kansas City with the Chiefs secondary. So um, yeah. you know, take some solace in that, I guess, if you like. Yeah, this guy more of a superstar, man. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking like Devontae Adams out there. That's what I, I know. Where we can see. Um, all right. Well, last question about the Raiders, and then I, I want to get your thoughts just on the division as a whole. Okay. I think you could certainly start the Raiders conversation with this. I, I kind of wanted to end it with this. I think ultimately whether or not the Raiders reach their goals or not is obviously going to come down to uh, what Josh McDaniels is in his second stint as a head coach. What have you kind of heard around the building, around the team, how he's kind of adjusting in this second trip? Do you think it's going to be, you know, that much of an improvement as he's, uh, you know, learning from his past granted, of course, the Broncos job was like 10 years ago at this point. Uh, So what, what are the vibes with Josh McDaniels? I guess am I, I'm asking right now. Uh, it's it's probably it's, to me it's nothing like it was in the Broncos. I mean, he's still he's still Josh McDaniels, all right. I mean, he's not gonna he doesn't play that much, right? I mean, they're still running laps and doing a lot of weird stuff that you know I wouldn't really expect pro players to do. But you know uh, that's what they feel like. You know, this team needs discipline, which they do. You know, and they do need discipline. But if that, you know, I don't really agree with that. I mean, they're pro players. You know, they don't need to run laps. But yeah, you know, from from the other aspect of it, I think that he still he takes that aspect. But I think there's more of a human part to him too, that he he's taking that part, and I think they're connecting with that as well. I think he's being more human, having a connection with players. He's not you know trying to act like he's just a general. You know, he's having you know they're joking around a little bit more. There's more smiling. There's more. Uh, they're they're a little bit more loose. Right than you would expect for a, a Josh McDaniels type of practice based on his uh, earlier um, 
you know, reputation, reputation. right? Yeah. 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 Based on his early reputation, you, you, you would expect a, a harder practice or, you know, him being more of a, a you know, a hard person on, on the rest of the team. But I, I really feel like there's a, there's more of a connection and a more of a human aspect that he's showing this time. So, you know, I, I hope, I hope he makes it happen because he's a great play caller. And I think, you know, the system is, is great for, um, I think it's great for Carr, and I think it's going to, you know, extenuate his talent. So, I really hope he, he he's not like the the how he was before, and I you know I can't say that he's not, but um, just from the early outlook, I think it's a little bit different. Well, there we go. I know uh, my my co-host Alex has a lot of fun with uh, Josh McDaniels and and his Denver tenure. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's hard to be a downgrade after what happened last year with the head coaching situation. So yeah, um, you know, Josh, it's going to be very interesting because I mean he he had a chance to take that Colts job. And now he finally gets that others that second chance. So uh, he's got to prove a lot of people wrong. He does. He does. I no lie. All right. So, like I said, I wanted to get your thoughts here on the AFC West. I think you know, we've talked a lot about the Raiders. Um, of course, the Chiefs have kind of owned the division over the last few years. Broncos get Russell Wilson. How are you kind of interpreting the other three teams in the division? Of course, the team that we cover, the Chargers. How do you see kind of those three sorting themselves out this year? Uh, you know, if if I had, you know, a, a team that I would say probably would, you know, take over the Chiefs, I mean, probably would be the, the Chargers just for their talent. You know, they have the talent on the team to to make that all happen, you know, but, you know, that's all. They all have to put that together because they do have the talent to take the Chiefs because the Chiefs are talented. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the roster. They're not talented, right? They got Patrick Mahomes, really, at this point. They got Travis Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is like 33 and older. You know, I think the Raiders – you know, I think they they can, you know, actually take a next step and maybe even have a chance to be better than the Chiefs if they could put it together. Um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, is, you know, I think it's going to be like a Raiders and Chargers division, in, in my opinion. I mean, I, th- I think the Broncos are probably going to surprise early, but then people will catch up and figure out what they're doing because you know, they have Russell Wilson and, you know, he's an early guy. I think he's they're going to probably maybe upset a couple of people and maybe have a hot start, but they'll fall off eventually because I don't think they're that talented as they think so either. So in my opinion, I mean, that's how it would be. I feel like, you know, the, you know, the chargers and Raiders are kind of be battling it out for the division, in my opinion, because I, I know a lot of people don't think the Raiders are going to finish fourth. I think they're, I think they're a good team just from watching them. You know, I, they didn't look like a bad football team. You could tell in practice. I don't care when you go watch a training camp, you could be like, you know, I thought they looked pretty good on both sides of the ball. So I know they, could at least be the 10 win team that they were last year. Right. And you know, the, the team that last year shouldn't even won 10 games. So, <laughs> right. So, you know, you, 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 they're better than, they're better than that. And, you know, so I, I feel like they could definitely get back to that 10, 11 wins and, you know, so we'll see how that goes though. I have definitely felt that, you know, that the Raiders projected win loss total is a little low in my opinion. And, and I understand like, you know, there, I definitely have some of the concerns if, you know, as being an, an objective viewer, right? Like the secondary, yeah. the offensive line, really, how good can your secondary be if Rocky Asin is your first, if you're, is your top corner? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, you're talking about Andre James. I think that's a huge, you know, issue. Of course, you know, the right tackle situation, like the rest of us all have right tackle issues. Yeah. But I think a lot of, you know, Charger fans are going to hate this, but I think everybody kind of just shits on Derek Carr. F- for, because like that's just kind of a bit at this point but he's a yeah. good quarterback and i think he does deserve a ton of credit for you know really stabilizing the raiders situation last year um with all the things that were going on so 
if Josh McDaniels can come in and be, you know, a human, like you were saying earlier, have that human element. And of course, Devontae, you know, drawing attention away from Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, the Raiders are going to put up, put up a ton of points. I know that it's yeah. my concern mostly is on the defensive side of things. And then, you know, I think Patrick Graham is a great coach. And if he's going to prove that he's got to do it with this group, that's kind of just a lot of uh, underrated solid guys, as opposed to having like a ton of star talent. Yeah. Yeah. I think on offense, I, I think, yeah, they're going to put up a lot of points. Um, I, I think it, I, like I said, I think Derek Carr's going to have a big year just because he has those, all those guys. And, you know, he, I would expect him to, I mean, you know, I know last year he had Henry Ruggs and he was playing really well. And I know Henry Ruggs is no Devontae Adams. So, I mean, so let's, let's just start there. So yeah. I think he has some guys to throw through, sorry, throw to. And I think Darren Waller is going to have a big year too. And because he's going to get used in the slot and moved around a lot. And that's really the guy I expect to maybe even, you know, have a, a bigger yards year than Devontae Adams. Because at the end of the day, you know, Devontae Adams is Derek Carr's best friend and all that, but his NFL boy is Darren Waller. And, you know, I always watch him on tape. He's, he gets to stare Waller down when Waller plays. It's like, he's just, where's Waller? <laughs> you yeah. know, and I don't know. I, don't know that. I mean, I Devontae can't say Adams, I blame him. I can't say I blame him. Right. So is that going to change? I don't know how much it's going to change. They got some chemistry too. So it's going to be interesting. There we go. Marcus, that can't thank you enough for taking the time to join me today. Appreciate all the great insight. Where can uh, Chargers fans find your work if they want some more Raiders intel as we get closer and closer to week one? Yeah, uh, you can check me out um, at the Mark John NFL on Twitter. So you can uh, follow me there. Also, I got my show Tape Don't Lie. I do a lot of film breakdowns and, you know, breaking down the, the Raiders. And, um, you know, you know, we talk, we do podcasts, that uh, to, you know, regular conversations as well. I went over to training camp uh, the last two days on Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, get some information there if you want some. <laughs> but, you know, so check me out those spots. Also, ServerBlackPride.com, SB Nation. Um, you know, we do a lot of writing there. Shout out my dude, uh, Matt Holder, as well. He does a lot of good work there. So, um, yeah, just check us out, man. There we go. Appreciate your time, Marcus. Hope you have a good one. All right. Thanks, man. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.